What up, guys? Welcome back to Glass Half Full with Riker and Bobby. It's your boy Bobby here. Today we have an amazing episode featuring comedian and TV producer Janelle Draper. Had lots of fun talking all things comedy and physical and mental health. So sit back, relax, enjoy a cocktail or two, maybe an N.A., and enjoy this episode of Glass Half Full. So much wasted energy on seeing glasses half empty So let me be your fresh caffeine And I can top you off In case you missed it I'ma keep it, keep it, keep it optimistic Optimistic Riker, do you have any nicknames? Um, you know, on uh, the Breckenridge Vipers, uh, our Captain Rick has picked up uh, my nickname that my dad is really the only one that calls me, which is Rikes, and it's oh, only every once in a while. But yeah. now, when when I'm coming onto the ice and he gives the, you know he stands by the door, gives a fist bump to everybody, he's like, "Let's go, Rikes!" So he's he's picked that up. That's, That's the dope. only one. And then in um nice when I was really little, my dad would call me uh, Riker Man, like the Riker Man, like that was like sort of the. Oh, that's the cool. thing too. Yeah. So my dad has nicknames. Nobody else. Everyone else just calls me Riker. Uh, there was a kid in elementary school called me Reiki, and I didn't like that. That that feels weird. <laughs> oh, no, that, 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 that sounds like something you'd get at Home Depot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, when you have a cool name like that, you don't need one. Another person who has a very cool name who is a guest on our podcast today. Yes. Uh, I don't know how many festivals or funniest person in the world award she's won, but she's got a lot of them. We have an award winner on the podcast? A, 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 a Burbank Comedy Festival, every festival you could think yes. of, funniest comedian, uh, toured the world with anyone you could name, headlines and sells out her own shows, all the way from Boston, Massachusetts, Woo! the one and only Janelle Draper on the pod. Yes. Thank you so much, Janelle. Thanks for being here. So nice to meet you. You too, Riker. Let's I love it. Also, I'm in Colorado. You're from Boston. Oh. The Colorado Avalanche play the Boston Bruins tonight. No way. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> Zimboni. <laughs> hey, you don't want to mess with people from Boston when it comes to no, sports. No, 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 like. no, you like, don't. They, yeah. Yeah, you guys are like it's like a it's like um I don't even know. It's well, like we just a, lost Bill Belichick though. Tense. We lost Bill Belichick. That's right. That was crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of craziness going on in the football world. Um, Bobby, what happened in Dallas? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that was nuts. I don't know. That was depressing. Honestly, though, and I don't like the Packers, but that QB on the Packers is nice. Jordan Love. Yeah, he's no joke. He's that dude is that dude's a real deal. I thought yeah. you meant nice, like he's really hot. You're like he's really nice. <laughs> what the? Wait, what? Okay, too, yeah. hold on a second. Hold on. Hold the phone. Yeah, I mean, yes, I guess I could say he's he's a good looking young man. If you are playing for that team, that's the only, that's the only um, way. That's the only anyway. way that I can really follow sports is I'm like, oh, this guy is good looking. Oh, Taylor Swift's there now. I care. That's hilarious. Yes, yes. Like, my wife is Janelle. My wife yeah. is the exact same. She knows who Gabriel Landeskog is because yeah. he is by far the best looking hockey player. Wow, and that's kind of hard because I feel like in hockey. Yeah you are just like getting teeth knocked out and you're like a little grizzly. Like, I feel like that's impressive yeah. to be a good looking hockey player. Yeah. He's managed to, to keep all his teeth. He looks like a male model. He's Swedish. He's our captain in Colorado. He's <laughs> oh, injured unfortunately cool. right now, but yeah, he's uh he's the real deal. That's awesome. 
See, this is why we need attractive people. It it brings us together. <laughs> why the three of us are together? We're like a Swedish uh, pop trio. Yes, let's go. <laughs> we could love. We two, should do that. Oh, that she wants is another baby. Ooh. Oh, oh, you my favorite some Swedish pipes. song. Yeah. Some oh pipes. my goodness. Oh. Oh, Riker is uh he's a he's he's a he's a phenom when it comes to the music. Really? Oh, thank you. I just I just pretend yeah. I know what I'm doing up there. <laughs> do you do a lot of de- uh, a lot of karaoke nights? I do love a karaoke. That's how we got started. Oh, really? Yeah, I love karaoke. Um, I, I, uh, it's always just fun, especially like as I've gotten older and I, I've done like more and more, um, like I guess professional performing gigs. Karaoke is fun to just kind of like have a couple drinks, get with some friends, you know. Sing some, uh, sing some Backstreet Boys or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's always a that, good time. Yeah, that, that that doesn't see if you've toured the world as a musician and like who's gonna, like I don't like first of all who's going to karaoke with you because how is anyone gonna follow like if I'm with Riker I'm like how am I gonna follow this man This is not fair. <laughs> I always tr- I'm not like I'm not like a technically good singer. No, I no, just no. I just kind of know how to do it. So like I think I fit in in with yeah. karaoke uh okay like i'm not up there doing like you know shania twain no actually just kidding i'm totally doing shania twain um celine dion <laughs> or you know yeah, uh mariah nice. carey like i'm not doing any of that crazy beyonce stuff Woo! um so i think yeah, i'm like yeah, kind yeah. of like just average like normal dude singing you know the pina colada For song sure. oh fuck yeah i love that hey, song you know, yeah, yeah. great song right you can't go wrong with that yeah. one so how did you guys meet? That's what I want to know. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, um, you know, we're let's we're we're, we're not here to talk about pina coladas or my sexuality <laughs> toward football players. We're Damn. here to talk about. I'm on the wrong Draper. podcast, and, man. I'm um, on the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> we met at, um, and this is a good intro into like diving more and in deep into all that you do. We met at um, Poncho. No, we didn't meet at Ponchos. We met at the the yes, Hennessy's. Yes. So there's this guy, there's this guy in Hermosa Beach that puts these shows on. Okay. Uh, Dano, shout out Dano. He's like a little like curmudgeon Irish guy who nice. loves Notre Dame, and he's got like a dog, and he lives in a beach. He's just he's one of the most interesting guys okay. I've ever met, and he's a very funny comedian, and uh, he's a great show booker, and he books like these big show, like big name shows, but like basically like these like tiny like. It's like shows you'd be doing like when you were like grinding on open mics, but they have real audiences and like really big mm-hmm. comedians. It's kind of oh, interesting. Okay. It's like always right by the beach. So like you just meet like cool people there. And me and Janelle met at like this little show. It's like literally on this rooftop bar in Hermosa Beach. It's probably like like 20 people if it's yeah. like yeah. Filled, filled out. And it's a great place to like work on material. And um, she was wearing like this uh, like this Chicago Bulls uh. like sparkly shirt yeah, yeah. and uh you were just like you were just so funny and like we just connected like with each other's humor and i think we just um you know from that point like we just um uh started to just like follow each other and just keep up we'd always see each other like ponchos or like other places it's crazy yeah. like in comedy how you just meet people and then like you, you don't see them for a while but like you always catch yeah. up and like whenever you no do it anything. feels like we're long time friends even though it's 
I mean, it's been a couple mm-hmm. of years, which is crazy. Like it's flown by. But I think I think you get closer with comedians off the bat because you just get who they are. Like you know the struggle and also like the highs and lows of what this industry can bring. So yeah. that definitely makes us feel more familial right away to one another. And I felt like, oh, you you felt like a friend I like would have already have had. And it's like, oh, great! Like we're just kicking it yeah, now. And you're funny. Sure. You're hilarious. Like Bobby's hilarious. And so uh, you're the first person that really helped me. Bobby, like get my social media presence to like, you help me like level. You're like, we got to get these numbers up. And I'm like, you're right. Like, yeah, really like he's you're such a, yeah. you're such a motivator. You're such a good vibes person. And like, I immediately oh, connected that. With, Sorry. Well, and like in this industry too, you can meet those curmudgeons. You can meet people that have been like jaded or beaten down by the, by showbiz. So it's so nice to meet like a talented kind of like bright eye, like a positive person who just wants to help. And like, that's exactly how I equated you in my mind. I was like, oh, like you're cool as fuck. You're funny and you're positive. And like, you want to help me win. Like, it just feels like um, you don't always meet people like that in this business. Yeah. Well, I felt the same way about you. And that that's really cool to hear because that's definitely how I want to like live and, and um, have an yeah. impact on people. And um, and 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 you you have done the same thing for me. Put me on so many shows and introduced me to so people, so many people. And you just have such a great vibe. Yeah, and it was really cool to see you really start to pop off on some of the videos that we were we were posting yeah. for you. And like now, like you're getting like Bumble brand yeah. deals and stuff, which is so cool to see. Like Bumble's posting her stand up things. Like you nice. can't get any bigger than Bumble that. Bumble as in like the um, app, right? Yeah. The, the dating no, app. It's very cool. That's cool. That's like number one right there. Yeah. Um, which is really dope. So how, so, and I don't think I've gotten, I mean, we, we know each other well, but I don't know too much about, I know you came up, you came up in the Boston comedy scene, which is like notorious is like one of the best scenes and also one of the toughest, right? I was going to say, yeah, probably is, it's gotta well, be like yeah. the harder uh, parts of the country to start. What, yeah. What got you into stand up? Like what man, you have a twin, right? Or just an older sister? No, I have a like close, we're like Irish twins. She's a, yeah. she's an older sister. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, you guys, you guys are like ten months apart or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She just had a baby. Oh, no way! Yeah, congrats. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she her sister's a doctor, so they do shows sometimes where her, uh, the, the, the 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 um the audience will write. The, her sister will be on stage. The audience will write questions like asking like medical stuff, and then the her sister will give like the official doctor answer, and then she'll like give like the funny comedian oh, answer. That's it's clever. like really funny. very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh. really <laughs> yeah, so talk talk about how how you got into it, what it was like in Boston and like what like what made you like want to get into stand up. Okay, yeah, no, funny enough, um and what most people it surprises most people is I actually didn't start in Boston even though I'm from here. Oh, I, didn't I have know that. I know a lot of people don't understand because it's like the opposite trajectory that most people do. Most people do like Boston, New York, LA. I was like I was like LA, New York, Boston, back to LA. Oh, yeah. Well, because what it was is I knew I wanted to um, work in TV and production. Like I was an NBC page for Tonight Show with Jay Leno right out of college, and so I moved out to LA a month right. after I graduated. Packed up my little my little convertible Mitsubishi Eclipse RIP, and oh, sounds <laughs> epic! Right, packed that thing, flew it, uh, shipped it across the country. Like, didn't know fucking what the hell I was doing. I was like twenty what, 21, 22, I was like such a little baby, got out to LA, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't know anyone here. And then through the page program, I was like seeing Jay Leno. Like I'm not someone who like nerded out on stand up. Like I actually like 
was a late bloomer and enjoying stand up, but like obviously saw him do his monologue yeah. every night in real life and like was like, oh, and my dad was like, you should take a class. I'm like, really? And like I took a class and I loved it. Um, took a class in LA. And so, and then, and that was like 10, 11 years ago. And then I did like, I stayed out there for a good chunk of time, but then I got this opportunity to work on the desk of the president and GM of IFC TV, which is an offbeat comedy channel, which at the time um, premiered Portlandia, created Portlandia, Comedy Bang Bang, Mark Marin's show, um, Documentary Now with Fred Armisen, Bill Hader. So I was like, fuck yeah, I want to go work in professional comedy development. So I packed up, moved to New York for like seven years cut my wow. teeth really I really came up through New York mostly because even though I did a couple years in LA I was like dabbling like I do like one mic a month and I was like oh I'm doing it you know yeah. like or I would do like <laughs> yeah, New York's a whole yeah, other beast exactly so I really like yeah New York is where real stand-up it gets done that's yeah like sure. I, I hosted my own mic every week then I hosted my own shows at the clubs and really just built my way up and and consuming and also coolly enough meanwhile taking meetings during the day with like well-known comedians like Christian Finnegan would come in for a pitch meeting like eight years ago or something and like got to meet Bob Odenkirk and Fred Armisen, all these cool things. So I was doing mm -hmm. comedy professionally development by day and stand up at night. But, um, you know, then the pandemic happened and then I moved back with my parents for a little bit. And that's the first time I actually started doing real Boston stand up. And everyone's like, where the hell have you been? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> so I got the scene really quickly because I had done New York and LA gotcha. and then. Um, like I had done it a little bit when I'd be coming home from LA when I first started, I'd come home for Christmas and I'd pack out like Nick's comedy stop. And I definitely did some shows, but I didn't really cut my teeth. I cut my teeth in New York and then I did Boston during the pandemic a ton. And then I moved out to LA like a few years ago. Um, and I don't even work for that company anymore, but now I'm just a full-time standup, but it's exciting. It's crazy. It's scary. It's all the things that I know you guys know the feeling, but, um, yeah, so let's, yeah. I, I hope that wasn't too much. I hope that answered your question. No, that's amazing. Yeah, like that's the cool thing about podcasts is I think you can you can kind of just go and, and really dive deep into each question and every answer can be very thorough. I think that's super awesome. Yeah, oh, it sounds cool. like sounds like yeah. you're you're really loving what you're doing too. Like you're doing stand-up full-time. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be exciting. Like Bobby, you're, you're – you're uh, almost doing full stand up full time. I mean, I guess you are, you're doing stand up double time because you're you know, you're doing you're you're doing uh, you other know, people's you know, videos and you're doing your own stand up. So you're doing like double dipping over there. I'm, I'm full time adjacent. No, I feel, Bobby, you're full time. Like I feel like you're full time for sure. Like don't discount what you're doing. Like I mean, if you took away if you oh, took away you. like some of my brand deals, I could say I'm not doing it full time. Like you need things to. It's not like you know. It's yeah. not like I'm. I'm well, you know, I'm, yeah. not the, I'm not the point just That's, yet where yeah. I'm getting these sweet, huge touring deals. Like I'm not. So For it's sure. like you just got to be savvy about it. But I think mm -hmm. it's more of like just getting over the mind over matter, like the ego hump of mm -hmm. like I for so long I held on to that job because of the cushy 401k and the paycheck and saying I had this cool mm -hmm. job. But it's like swallowing that kind of pride and being like, I'm going to bet on myself. And now's the time. I can always go back to a corporate gig. So for me, it was that, but yeah. Bobby, you're for sure, uh, I would say you do some, you know, freelance gig work, but you're full-time comic is sh for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Mm. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, every comedian, no matter how big of they are, they have multiple Revenue. projects or like- You need streams. to. That's, you yeah, need that's to. Like, true. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah like the, the, the wealthiest comedians don't make their money doing stand-up. 
you know, if you look at like, Seinfeld, it's a show. Joe Rogan, it's his podcast. Yeah. Like they do stand up, but that's For never, sure. you, you don't really ever see anyone other than Chappelle. I mean, he even had the Chappelle show. No one really just only mm-hmm. does stand up. And if you think you know? about it, there's probably like literally a handful, like less than a half a dozen or probably half a dozen comics that make like those crazy six seven figure deals from like touring alone and like yeah you can yeah. kind of name them it'd be like a jerry seinfeld it'd be like um there's you know Chappelle uh-huh. and chris rock kevin hart like no everyone else who's wildly talented and doesn't fall in those yeah. deal range they're <clears throat> still making a ton of money but not as much and they have to supplement it through podcasting through um pitching yeah. writing whatever um deals if you will so um social media marketing, you know, revenues in that way. Like, isn't Troy Bond, I heard, making whatever whatever. a month off his TikTok or something? Yeah, dude, crazy. It's basically like, I think the best way to put it is, you just got to find the best way to to fund your addiction. Yeah, I love <laughs> yes, that. very good. Yes. <laughs> drug addict 100%. and you just are trying. <laughs> I love that a yeah. lot. It's like a simple way of putting That's it. It's true, right? My addiction's a little bit more expensive than your guys'. <laughs> my addiction is making movies. Yeah. And I, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I, I'm a di- I love that too. That's it's a, that's like the That's true, Bobby. That, we Well, that's we like the that, craziest drug. We have that drug. deep connection there. Production is yeah. like making a movie or like making a show or something is like I never felt like more like blissed out than when we were like doing that project. I agree. I'm right there with you. What project? Yeah. We tell me more about how you guys met and like what you're talking about right now. I want to hear about that. Well, the podcast has heard it many times, but me and Riker <laughs> met at a bachelor party <laughs> and we just, we hit it off cause we both love movies. And then we went to a wedding and we like just tore up the dance floor and we, we tore it up oh. so hard that we like, we have to like, be best friends and do stuff together forever. Oh. So, so we started doing it. And Riker is very talented musician and filmmaker and actor. Oh. And um, he made, oh. he's made a couple movies and he made his own movie uh, called aliens on Halloween. And he put me in it. And um, oh. yeah. And, and then I ended up making that show about the influencers that I was telling you about. Like, yes. The I love that pilot. He, he, or the- he directed it. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah, I so, fucking loved it. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. So, so, um, Oh, you watched it. Awesome. I did. I did. Yeah, I, 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 did. I actually cool. did show yeah, it to yeah. her. Yeah. I showed it to her. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, yeah, that was all and that, and Bobby how, and I just hanging out for for five days straight for like twenty hours a day. It was awesome. It was incredible. I love yeah. that. Damn. Yeah, it's really cool. I should also mention I'm producing a documentary right now on. Oh, very called, cool. Yeah, called Anxiety Club, and it's uh, it's looking at anxiety through the lens of comedians. So uh-huh. we look at. Um, we follow along like Joe List, Mark Norman, Aparna Nantrala, uh, Mark Marin, and Theo Vaughn. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Not Theo Vaughn. Baron Vaughn, also oh. talented comedian. <laughs> very actor. different. Okay. Uh, very different. Yeah, very different. I'm sorry. Um, that's a, that's my coffee hasn't kicked in yet. But uh, <laughs> And Ava Victor, who did a series for Comedy Central called uh, Ava verse anxiety and it's pretty neat we like um we have a comedian going through exposure therapy filming it on the documentary and see how it changes her anxiety like crippling anxiety just looking it's really cool to hear these like in-depth like personal interviews from like norman marin jolis and and etc about like how their anxiety like both fuels them and hinders them and just how it plays into stand-up so i also love Mm. i love the process of like packaging shows and movies Mm -hmm. and like 
promotional opportunities, events, like premiere events and things. And, and I love, I love like place. I used to do music supervision too at NBC. I love placing like song to picture. So I just feel oh, like all that stuff's cool. like really, I nerd out with that, those specific elements. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. That's, that's awesome. What, yeah. what uh, shows did you work on with the music in on NBC? So this was a while ago. It was like the Mindy project. Um, okay, it yeah. was, uh, um, suits, um, like Mindy suits, the office. It was like bangers. all of the, yeah. yeah, a bunch of bangers. Um, I have like, I don't know why I'm like drawing a blank right now, but it was like both cable and network shows. So my boss right. at the time was like the head of music and supervision and I was, um, her assistant. And so it was like really cool to, like, we worked on a lot of pilots, like the John Mulaney pilot we worked on, even though it got canceled mm. and like yeah. poorly, poorly reviewed, like that was fun to work on. And, um, a lot of like promos, like we did the Olympics promos and like Mattis Yahoo was placed in those. Remember Mattis from back in the day? Oh yeah. I've played, I've played, uh, I've played in a hockey celebrity game with him. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, that's so yeah, cool. It or not. I didn't know. He's that. a really cool dude. Yeah, and then he he, he played at like the after party. He like DJed at the after party. He's really cool. He's he's is a neat neat dude for sure. Yeah, he's like a big stoner too. I used to also separately do his PR and help him. And like in between meetings, he'd be like, "Could you tell that I took a bong rip?" I'm like, "Yeah, I could hear that." Like it was a phone <laughs> interview with like I could hear it on with like the line. LA Times, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, oh, great." <laughs> He's so oh my cool gosh, that's, oh, amazing. that's amazing. That's so cool. Just a casual mid-interview bong rip, you know? Sometimes you got to do it. You have to, you know? It gets the creative juices flowing. <laughs> oh, Parks and Rec was another one. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any fun? I hear a lot of funny st- People who are the pages that have a lot, like, do you have any really, like, funny stories that, that stand out from that time? Like, anything crazy that happened? Oh, like, like I heard, like, Aubrey, Pla- like, Aubrey Plaza, that's her name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like a NBC page. <laughs> she said she got fired. You know who she is, uh, Riker? She's yeah. like an actress. Yeah, she's in. Um, she's in like Mike and Dates and Eve Dead Wedding Dates, and she's like in all. She's in. Um, she's in White Lotus. Yeah. What's her? What? What was her big thing with? Um, she's Chris Pratt's boyfriend. What's the show? Right? Is that what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Thank you. Yes, that's yeah. her, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, and she said she she got fired because she would do tours and she would just make up facts about the place. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that oh, was man. so funny. Like, what's like what, what's like one of your most memorable moments from? Because I'm sure uh, and you were work you were working there when it was like probably like the heyday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were on the so Aubrey. I'm pretty sure was in the New York was in New York City. Page. Oh, I was you were in LA, LA page. So, um, I mean, I still had a lot of fun, but it was just yeah. like, so insane. Like so insane. We had to give like tours of the Burbank lot, which were like, I couldn't believe people would pay money for these tours. It was like, come see these old wigs from like, um, days of our lives. Come look at the old set. We're like, come look at where, come look at where Johnny Carson used to set up and, and wow. where like so-and-so used to shine shoes. Like Frank Sinatra would get his shoes shined here, like on this bench. Like it was really like cool old Hollywood stuff but it was like all in the past but Mm. I think what was most neat was like um I got to go work at the Golden Globes but I um I like embarrassingly like tripped on the red carpet so that was that's super funny is there a video of that no no video I like I tripped and then um another moment Keanu Reeves was like lost and I had to show him where to go and he was like a lone wolf like like showing up at, at like 
he was like on his own, like not with any agents or anything. He's trying to break into comedy more. And so he's trying to get to the comedy department. He was in the wrong area on the lot. And like, <laughs> I had to walk him there. And I was like, I didn't do too much. Like I was pretty fine. Like I didn't embarrass, I embarrassed myself, but I didn't like do too much. Like, cause I didn't want to lose the job, but like, um, Oh, I guess I used to take the golf cart and like drive down like Wisteria Lane and see where like Desperate Housewives was filmed or Whoville. Oh, um, cool. And and then I guess something else that was ridiculous and they'll probably kill me if anyone hears this from the show. <laughs> but like, yeah, this is what we want. We can, we can cut it if we need to. No, this no, is no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> they would. There would be. There would literally be these old diehards for Jay Leno. They drive hours. They're like, we're here. We've been driving all morning. We're here. And like, they were like 70, 80 years old. And they'd want to be seated like in the front because probably most of them couldn't hear or see well. And But we had this awful rule <laughs> called Van Halen's where we needed to get 30 Van Halen's to fill the first couple rows of the <laughs> show because we wanted only hot young – sorry, it had to be 15 Van Halen's. Van Halen's was someone under 30 who was attractive. So we couldn't beat <laughs> yeah. anyone anyone over wow, 30. That's... I know. And that was what's so fucked up, Bobby, because these old people were real big fans and they won every time Jay would come out and say, hey, before I start the show, any questions? And he, and people could run up from the, from the floor seats and get things signed, take photos with him. But if you were up in the nosebleed seats, like all the old people were, you couldn't get down there. So these poor people were like, why are, Why is that young girl down there? She's like young and she's texting. She doesn't even know who she Jay Leno is. She doesn't even know who Jay Leno is. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm so sorry. There's this crazy sexist rule if I told you about it like i'm sure you could sue us so like literally that was kind of insane that's what i first learned about like ageism you know or whatever hollywood works this way like i literally bring them up and my boss would be like they're not a van halen and i'm like i'm sorry like i'd have to sit you in the like the ugly rows like a van halen what a code word that's hilarious i like that i'm gonna start using that (laughs) yeah bring it back bring it yeah make it it happen make it yeah Maybe your hey, fans, maybe your podcast fans could be Van Halen's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on Van Halen level. Maybe David Lee Roth. <laughs> no, Wait, that, that's, I remember that's I crazy. Your drummer. Remember Dano? So Dano, sorry, what we talked about earlier, would bring you up on his shows like, this guy yes. is related to the drummer of... <laughs> no, he always... And it's not true, but like he just said it once and now he brings me up on stage every single time. He brings me up as Lars Ulrich's third cousin. Who's the drummer of Metall- oh, Metallica? Yeah, Lars yeah, yeah, Ulrich. Lars, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and like, and like, it's funny. I don't, I don't know. It's like, no, second cousin. And it's always funny. It's like... Because it's like an inside joke between me and him, so it's like it's funny. But then, like the audience is always confused. They're like, who, "Why do we give a fuck about that?" <laughs> I like. Um, I like. But it's I the only famous really... person with Ulrich last name that yeah, I think I've ever I seen. I liked um, yeah. uh, Ian's th- thing with you. It's so funny. He's like, "Keep, keep it going, yeah. Bobby." He's my wife's my or my sister's kid. kid. I have to bring him. <laughs> so yeah, good. yeah, that's what Ian says every time. <laughs> It's that one kills. That, was that so one fun. really kills. He's my my sister's oh kid. My I have god. to bring him. Oh god, that was don't good. you love when you have when you're performing with someone and you like and you just know like the thing you can say like right after they're done with your set that's gonna like make everyone laugh right away. You know what I mean? Like you have particular yes. comedians that you've done shows with before and like you know exactly what you can say to like it. That yes. that's so much fun. It's cool that you can have specific- the best layout. Yes, yes. Like or if they have a joke that you know that they have and like you can 
uh, related to something. That's a cool. That's a cool yeah. thing about like stand up. Sometimes it's teamwork. Totally, totally. Yeah, teamwork and comedy is uh, is a, a beautiful thing when you have, especially yeah. like in in movies when you have two actors that are like bouncing back and forth off each other, whether it's improv or yeah. the actual dialogue, but just their timing and everything. That's like yeah. when that happens. Oh, it's just magic. It's beautiful. Yeah. What, what's your Where's your favorite place to perform? Janelle. Oh man, what's coming like, up? What's your favorite club you've ever been? Oh, I feel like it's hard to beat Comedy Works in Denver. <laughs> I was just there. Riker, yeah, Riker yeah. was at that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I told you, Riker. Everyone yeah, loves that club. Everybody likes it. So, yeah. downtown or south, Janelle? Um, I've only performed at the. I'm trying to remember, is it the one downtown, the downtown that that where you go up and it's like almost like cobblestone streets and like string lights and there's a restaurant across yeah, the way. Yeah, that's a downtown one. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's the only one I performed at. I really loved it. Um, well, if you're ever doing great. South, I live like 10 minutes from there. So reach no out. Way. I would love to come see the show. I yeah. will. Well, I am, I am coming to Colorado uh, next month to go to, I'm doing um, a don't tell show in Denver and then I'm doing okay. like um, opening for Dave Williamson at the Parker Arts Center in Parker, Colorado. Oh, okay. oh nice! Um, yeah, yeah, a little, little far, further, then, uh, like south east. Shout out me, Dave. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's like an hour away from Denver. And then I'm doing um, Boulder. I'm doing like a venue in Boulder, Boulder oh, cool. Comedy right Show, on. Boulder nice. Comedy Club. But yeah, yeah. But I do want to go. I really do want to go back to Comedy Works. You got to hit up the Beth. works. I know, I know. I do need to hit him up. Beth Stelling is there that weekend. I'm like, oh man, that'd be sick. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I know, I know, I know. It's on my list of things to do. You know, that's the thing. The, the job cool. never ends. Of like, when you go to a city, too, job never ends. Of like getting shows and bookings and things. Like, yeah, that. right. I stop myself from like traveling. If I'm on vacation, I'm like, maybe there's a show I can do around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I can DM the club and get a guest spot real quick. You're you're yeah, fueling yeah, yeah. your addiction. You know, it's it's totally yeah, normal. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool so thing true. about stand up is like you can truly do it anywhere, or if there's like a if there's a stage and a mic. You know what I mean? And it's For like, you sure. can, and it, I love hearing stories about like super famous comedians and just like, just pop in like an open mic. That's so like, like a famous musician couldn't do like that. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't, they couldn't just show. I mean, actually I have seen, I saw a video of, of green, uh, green day. No blink One Eighty Two, And they just rolled up to Ooh. Denny's like a random Denny's. And they were just <laughs> performing in the Denny's. And like, the, like there were like five people there that were yeah. just like, what the, Holy like, like shit. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like you gotta look yeah. at that video. It was it was so funny, but yeah, like that's it's cool when people do that. Yeah, if you're if you're like a singer songwriter, like acoustic artist, you could definitely do like you open do mics it, yeah. and but stuff like, like a band. There's no like way stuff like that. Yeah, band is definitely harder. Like the fact that yeah. Bleak One Eighty Two did that is pretty pretty awesome. But yeah, if you're like a Jason Mraz and somebody's got a guitar, you know, and a mic plugged yeah. in, like he he could stroll in and he could do an hour set right there, just him for and the sure. Guitar, you know, for sure. You're actually reminding me. I like drunkenly jumped on stage new year's eve at this bar there was live music and um the girl was like oh you're a comic i know you you should get on stage and so i was like i don't know why i agreed to do this i was drunk and i was like i did a couple i did a couple of jokes and i was like ah they're way too drunk for this and like because it was a good live band and they just had me in between their breaks their like Uh sets and so i was like just immediately was like, who's single here? And I like combined people. I was like, kiss, kiss. I like made them make out and they kiss. And then, 
And then a guy came up and did a backflip. It was crazy. It was like, I turned into like a variety. I was like emceeing a variety. Wow, you're like Jerry Springer. Yeah. 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 I was wow. like, this is not your kid. Take a paternity that, that, test. Honestly, I think about that sometimes. Like stand up, like, like it's like our job is so dumb. It's so ridiculous. Like <laughs> I literally like get paid to like talk to someone at a table. They, this is probably the only show. Cause like we go to comedy shows all the time. So it feels like I'm just like people go to a comedy club just as me. But like, I think about before I did stand up, I maybe once a year, if that you go to a comedy yeah. show, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. average person. So this, like, so I'm like talking to this dude. I'm like, telling him, like, Oh, you're going to fuck this chick tonight. Like, like, and I'm like, and I think about it. I'm like, this is probably a guy that just ran, like was just like, oh, a comedy show. That sounds fun. Like a person he works with very professionally. He's like, let's go try it out. And now <laughs> they're being subjected to me being like, oh, you're going to suck this dude's dick? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 that is just like so ridiculous that we get paid to like do that. We turn into like master cuck holds almost. We're like, well, let's yeah. see this go down. And we're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like for our own inter- amusement, we're just taking like these just yeah. sweet, ordinary people and just getting them to be like, you know, really break down i've seen i've seen comedians break up couples i've seen them like make people you know fall in love it's it's incredible like amir k one time was was really prying and at the end of the show like everyone was getting up and the people were arguing they came in like as a couple like then they were arguing at the end he was like he was like i never like to do that but he's like sometimes the truth just gets revealed (laughs) yeah that's crazy you know what i think that i like to keep it positive yeah, no, I do too. But I think the reason why we we, we fall to that sometimes, Bobby, is because it like works. And I think people yeah. are so invested in something so spontaneously happening. Like, yeah. I think the fact that you nailed it right, like he didn't think that was going to happen. The audience didn't think it. And also sometimes we don't even think we're going to say the things we say. Yeah, and then we're like, true. we're all in this like perfectly spontaneous moment that only exists here. And it's kind of beautiful and innocent in a way that we're like, just bringing us boiling ourselves down to like this animalistic primitive behavior of like we all just kind of want to fuck at the end of the day and like <laughs> who's, who's gonna fuck like a little bit oh, you know that's like so funny yeah you know we're just stating the obvious have you guys seen the show in vegas uh it's called absinthe no no sure. i've heard of it so it's really freaking amazing um but the what you're talking about it, there, there's like the host and like that's that's his whole thing during the whole show is like calling out like uh, stereotypes and like making people laugh but feel super uncomfortable and, yes. and and stuff like like in between. And then there's there's like crazy cool circus acts, you know, that kind of come oh. in and go. But then he's like the host. So he's saying stuff like, you know. He's like looking at there's like a group of old ladies. He's like, what is the average age over here? Like 104. I'm going to fuck that later. <laughs> you know, he's like, it's like, like and he goes like next level. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, it's and hilarious. His voice is just like, oh God, it's just. It's, is, that, is he a comedian? He's got to be a comedian because I've, I, yeah. it was so funny, be. but he wasn't, but it's not like, uh, he's still playing a character. So it's not like, yeah. it's not like it's yeah. hosted by Bobby Yu, for example. Yeah, it's the yeah. character. You know what I mean? Character cool. of the show. Yeah, yeah. of the show. Love but, um, Interesting. And then he has like yeah, his co-host yeah. who's doing like a bunch of other weird shit. She's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny though. <laughs> if you're ever in Vegas, highly recommend it because it's. Uh, I will. I want especially check that for out. Co- for comedy fans. It's really fucking funny. And then they have this the cra- the crazy like Cirque du Soleil stuff as well. Uh, so it's a Cirque du Soleil show. It's sort of like I don't know if it is put on by Cirque du Soleil, but. Um, it's sort of like a raunchy 
burlesque comedy show. If that I'm so makes into sense. all of that that you yeah. yeah I had to check this out dang yeah it's Love really it. good though if you're whenever you're in Vegas next it's it's a it's a it's a must see because it's really funny okay I'm checking it I'm that sounds it amazing I'm like yeah. I love that's, that's something awesome. like yeah. that is like it's, so it's fun to stir the pot sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah Janelle who are your uh, who are you biggest fans of who are you um, who do you look up to who's your inspiration. Man, I feel like it's constantly evolving and um, depends on what I've most recently watched too. But I will say like my long term kind of always looked up to as like role models, obviously very much Amy Schumer for me. I'm so into Amy's sense of humor and like always looked up to her, like her live at Apollo, at the Apollo. I had it on DVD. It's when I first started in LA, I'd watch it like all the time and then Seinfeld as well. First Epic, time I saw him. Yes. Yeah, like I saw Seinfeld live at the Pantages Theater like like 10, 12 years ago before I started. My dad took me and I like remember being like starstruck from him. Even though I had worked with all these celebrities it, as a page, I was like starstruck by how he had everyone. Like he had me laughing to like my stomach hurt and I'm like, I want to be able to do that. So it's yeah. just like cliche, but it's like basic, but it's like Schumer, Seinfeld, love Nikki Glaser. I love her raunchiness. I love- She's great. I, yeah, um, and but like I've been watching so many specials though lately that I've been really enjoying. Really, you, so can wanna, you watch like, specials? I can't watch. I, specials. I watch them all the time. Yeah, I. Uh, I, I really. Well, I, I think it's because I we I, I we're always like watching stand up. So like it's like the last thing I want to watch if I'm at home, like watching TV <laughs> or something. I don't know why. I I just can't do it. Like I That's I like so I like funny. You're like I, I can't. Support I support people can't live. This. I support their clips. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I can't. But maybe it's because I edit too. <clears throat> so yeah. I'm just like it. Maybe it feels like work because I watch. Yeah, because you're already watching. That's yeah, basically watching yeah. a special because then you're yeah. editing. The exactly. special. So that's yeah. probably why. I know what you mean. I go through ups and downs of like, I cannot watch a single fucking joke. But then I'm like, yeah. I see everyone dropping these specials. I'm like really excited to watch yeah. Jacqueline Novak's special called yeah, on, yeah. on Your Knees. And then just watch Chappelle's. And I loved Heather yeah. McMahon. I didn't even, I liked hers a lot. And I wasn't expecting, I didn't really know too oh, much I about her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just so many. Feels like almost everyone has a special now, which is both like yeah. irritating, but also it's also inspiring because I'm like, okay, like anyone can do it, but like, yeah, um, exactly. I shouldn't say like, but I mean, um, also live in the club is just like so much better. Ooh. You know, what I mean, like, that's the way comedy needs to be conceived. Like, it's great. Like, this, there's amazing specials too, but like when you watch it live, it's like, oh, it's so hard to beat. Dude, I know. Yeah. I remember watching. Um, I mean, some people I really enjoy watching live in LA. I love watching David Spade work. I love watching um, Eliza Schlesinger. I love yeah, like like Eliza just takes things to like a whole nother level in her like theatrical performance. Like I feel like she's so in it. Like, um, yeah. I mean, those are some people I just look up to. Like, I'd love to work with any of those people. I guess that's awesome. Awesome. That's yeah. so now, what about your own stand up? Like, do you uh, what's your sort of do you have a routine that you do? Do you uh, you know, how do you prep and get into the zone where you're ready to go before your show? Um, I what do I do. I listen and watch old tapes, which can be very painful at times, but also like really important. Got to yeah, review tape. Got to watch. Oh, yeah. Kind of like watching game tape. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Gotta watch tape and then I make note of things I wasn't planning on doing that just kind of riff that worked really well. I make sure I implement implement them that same night or the next day. 
Um, I like to just listen. I like to listen to rap music. I love some like Lil Wayne or Nicki Minaj or Drake, like on the way to, or like even not even Drake wouldn't even really be rapping. I mean, like what someone, I mean, um, schoolboy Q or like, just because do you have like a go-to playlist or is it just sort of like that genre? I just put on like, yeah, I just kind of put that genre on and I know the songs I want to listen to. I kind of do the same ones on repeat or like, um, what is it? I like Little uh, John is good. Yeah, because I liked you Waka know why Flocka is really good too. Yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> and like Fetty Wap and Fetty yeah. Wap and like, you know why? Because they're so fucking clever with their verses that like when Little Wayne says something like um, "shower my head," it's a brainstorm or like like so, Little Wayne gets me going like. His fucking lyrics to me are like next level and like creativity and clever. And he's so amazing. it gets he's so fucking talented and like he's also like raunchy. So I love the combo. And so I think about <laughs> it going to sh- I listen to him going to shows because I listen to like the way he yeah. spins and the vocabulary he uses yeah, and that's good. and like his metaphors and um sim- like yeah. whatever. So that's so interesting. Yeah. I do that too. Like, well, I'll like they're especially if they're rapping really fast i'll try to like if i know the lyrics i'll try to do the same thing because i feel like it warms up my yes. speaking so it's like so i can like you know like my mouth is like getting warmed up totally i also feel like they give me a like you know rappers have a ton of confidence like you don't ever listen to like yeah like yeah. fucking wet ass pussy like that's a song that gets me fucking fired <laughs> you gotta get, get the zone yeah so what's your, do you, do you have awesome. song like what's your like if the, the the sound guy says what do you want to walk up to what's uh what do you say is it different every time or do you have your go-to? oh i like doja cat get get into it nice i like, doja cat. I like um, I love, it feels like you're a baseball player like i love that you have like the, there's walk-up songs in comedy it's so much fun <laughs> is bobby what what's yours was it the one that mine's w- w- up did you pick the one that went that was on the show i don't remember dun, dun, dun. no 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 so if you're the host usually it's the the house one but that oh, one's okay. that's that one's great because it's a kill bill song uh, um yeah i was so, like this is dope know, and and a lot of comedy clubs it's weird. I was telling that to Ian. What actually at that show? I was like, "Why does every comedy club use this?" It's like, dun, 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 yeah. like the Kill Bill. So, like, and it's actually yeah. it's great. It's great. I love coming out to that song, dude. I, I was literally behind that curtain in their shows. I was like, "Let's go!" Like, I was getting so stoked. <laughs> but if I have the choice, I usually do "Party in the USA" Miley Cyrus. Oh, that's because because like, it's just like I love coming out to that song because like everyone knows it. It like it kind of matches my vibe, and it's just like it's just like it sets the tone for like what I'm gonna bring. So that's my <laughs> yeah. I just have to like I have to move and dance, and like sometimes for I do sure. like weird poses to like wake it's myself fun. up mostly it's just raising the energy level and confidence and like reviewing certain yeah. tags and stuff and um yeah yeah that's so well, sick well another thing about that's awesome and kind of going off that with mentalities another thing we like this podcast is we like talk a lot about uh like wellness and and routines and kind of like maximizing your optimizing your health and mindset and i know you you actually you have a very medical approach you know you had talked about your um documentary with anxiety um and i, I, I what, what what do you have any type of things that you do in order to optimize your own personal physical health and mental health? Yeah, I I go to therapy once a week. I'm on anti-anxiety medication. I nice. do yoga, I journal, cool. I like 
if I'm driving to a show, I try to blast the music and like envision everyone laughing and having fun and just like me spreading joy and like not so much like, how am I going to do? Am I going to do well? It's more like give them a piece of my positivity and let like, like the focus is on them receiving less than me performing. So I want to make sure like that my heart is open and love pours in and love pours out. And like at the end of the day, I just want to give them like a piece of my essence that makes them feel a little happier than they did before. So it's not so much about like success and, and fame. It's more like, can I impact people? Can I make them have fun? Then I'm having fun. Then the more of us having fun, the more like I'll rinse, repeat, keep doing this. And then it all will build the legend and amount to like a really sustainable career. So it's more like taking the vision and the goal off the superficiality and like enjoying every moment, the process and taking everything with care. And like knowing that even if it's a smaller show, like giving them my best me. And so, um, and I try to go to the gym. I'm not drinking this month, which has been really fun. I'm on like 10 days, no drinks, which is wow, first time nice. ever since like 14 or 15. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> How do you feel? No, no shakes so far. No, I feel yeah. fine. I feel fine. I mean, honestly, it's like such a relief because I feel like I wasted so much bandwidth being like, okay, what drink has like the least amount of calories? What drink will make me least bloated? What drink will not make me tired for the show? What drink, totally. like, yeah. you know, just kind of like so much bandwidth goes into like deciding the drink and how it's going to affect me. And can I drive after and am I celebrating and, and like too much weight goes on the drink. And it's like, now I feel like I'm so much more clear and focused and better memory, no hangovers and just like flushing the system of no toxins nice. for a month. And maybe I'll keep it up. Like I don't even want to necessarily go back to, to anything. Like I just want to be like present on stage and quick and I don't want to feel like bogged down by a liquid that is like because I feel more confident like I want to always generate that from within yeah Um, Yeah, cool great you have a great attitude and uh, about all that I love that big big fan that was uh that was amazing good for you I'm trying I mean how do you guys feel about that kind of stuff you're both performers like I mean, I've gone through both, right? I've had times where I've had amazing sets because I'm just teetering on that perfect buzz where I'm not too drunk, too sober, where there's, you know, there's some benefits, I'm not going to lie, to lowered inhibitions. And sometimes it's not such a tool or a crutch if you use it wisely. But what do you guys feel about a drink or two before performing or during? Like, what do you guys think? I got to rail some lines before I get out there. Damn. Just a touch, Amali. Just a little bit. Devil's no, I, I, no, I used to, when I first started, I had to have two margaritas before every show. Like that was like my secret sauce. Like that was like, I, <laughs> I didn't have a good set, but I was kind of the same way. I was like, I can't rely on this. So now like I truly try like I, weed off the table. I can't, I, I've been stoned once doing comedy and it's the most disaster set I've ever had. Like, <laughs> like I felt like I was in a Netflix special. I was like, yeah. yeah, like I felt like I was killing. I was like, dude, I'm like the great. And then I watched back. I was like, oh, I am never doing that again. Um, uh, but wait, but, yeah, that it, better, but Bobby, isn't that better than you feeling like you're bombing <laughs> and then crushing? Because that confidence you can always steer up. So next yeah, time it's you true, just feel no, like, what happened was, like, what happened was, you know, when you like, you like lose your train of thought and then you just completely forget everything you're talking about. I did yeah. that like four oh, times no. <laughs> and it wasn't like a big show though. So like, thankfully, but like, I was just like, this is not good, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I felt like, good. I was like, yeah, I felt like, I, so 
Um, and but I think I'll just do like, yeah, like what you're saying is you said it exactly right. Like, it, it, and also like if you're if you were having dinner and you were having drinks before, like whatever, not not doing it because you're going to perform, but just performing given the circumstances that you're already in if someone brought some drinks in the green room and it's like everyone's having a good time just yeah just you know have a good time and then, and then you're yeah. also performing you know what i mean or yeah. like if you had yeah. drinks before like show up and you know so i kind of play it by what was totally. already happening you know what i mean like if everyone's just chilling there no one's drinking and just like more of like a perfect like i'm not i don't feel like i need to you know what i mean that totally like totally i don't know about you Riker. Uh, yeah, I, I've definitely had those shows where you're teetering on that, that perfect buzz, but, uh, I, I realized very quickly that you, you'll, you'll start like craving that feeling and trying to find it and then you're going to do it every night. So I would rather have that feeling come, um, internally without anything. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I, I pretty much don't touch uh alcohol and i i in this last year i've really dropped my alcohol consumption considerably um i'm trying to like just save it for special occasions and holidays and vacations um because i just you. feel i feel way way better and yeah. I, I like being active so i don't i and i want to I wear an aura ring that tells me like my readiness score and Ooh. you know if I'm recovered and whatnot. So I when it don't, when I don't get a good score, I'm like bummed out and kind of upset <laughs> with myself because I want to go exercise and I want to be active. And yeah. if I don't have a good readiness score, that's because you know you didn't recover, so you need to take a day to recover. And I'm like, oh dang it. So <laughs> yeah, I pretty much before shows. Uh, uh, yeah, pretty much not touching anything. Kind of like what Bobby said, though. If there's a special occasion or something before the yeah. show, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But um, you're not putting yeah, too much weight on uh, it. So we're we're all kind of on the same page. Yeah, I've yeah. learned to really enjoy NAs. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, like they make some fucking good. Like, I've never had that before, dude. They make some good ones. Well, I think for me, it's because I never even like. I only drink beer to get to get drunk. I oh, never acquired okay. the taste. <laughs> because so, oh, yeah, okay. i even riker knows when it comes to alcohol i can't drink it unless it's like i'm such like a like i'm like a little kid it's gotta be like a yeah. it's gotta be like a strawberry <laughs> daiquiri yeah. or like, like a spicy margarita like i can't have anything he wants those capri suns that are infused with the vodka oh, those the are the Wait, See, I'm, no, picturing, no. I'm picturing guys on this bachelor party where you're like laying on a chase lounge bobby and then riker's just like pouring <laughs> like sorry daiquiri into your mouth and like, oh. Dude, that's what i like and that's not my go-to drink and uh, my brother was making fun of me once because we were in montana celebrating my brother's grad like graduation from grad school and we were at this like country bar like in like bozeman montana and like everybody has their like you know whiskey drink and i'm just like do you guys have spicy marks <laughs> and he's like you think they're gonna have spicy marks i was like why wouldn't they? And then they actually did. So I was like, I told you they would have it. <laughs> you're like, I want a skinny girl mark with a tahini rim. Yeah, he was like, he was like, you're not seriously going to order yes. that here, right? And I was like, that's the only drink I like. <laughs> yeah. That's and amazing. if you ask Dr. Oz, honestly, what he recommends to drink, he'd say tequila because tequila is, I always say, like, if you're going to have any liquor, like, you put that thing on ice, just tequila yeah. with like a natural agave sweetener, and then yeah. like, 
that's the healthiest like you can really get. It's the only yeah. upper in now, terms hey, of alcohol. In terms now of now you're food. talking is. Rikers. Now you're talking Rikers language. Yeah, Bobby and I both are big tequila fans for sure. Yeah, I'm a tequila is my go-to. Oh wait, same here. My boyfriend actually is so obsessed with it now that like he gets really nice mezcal and then he ordered warm salt so that you taste oh. dark chocolate. So you have a sip of the mezcal and the warm salt after yeah. with the orange and the mm. dark chocolate. So it's like. The way to test it, I guess they do in Mexico sometimes. So I've I've been told. But mm-hmm. I went to a I went to a mezcal tasting out here in Colorado, and we did that exact thing with the worm salt, the orange, and the chocolate. And I don't really like mezcal, but that experience was fun. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm in the mood to drink. Well, maybe in February. Yes, there you for go. Sure. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm probably gonna wait until uh, Valentine's Day will be my return. Wow. I think. Because we'll pro- I'll probably celebrate with a little champagne. Yeah. Um, that's, that's probably when I will do. Cool. Uh, we'll be returning to that. But so yeah, props to you for 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 taking the taking it off. I I think more people should should experience that because you don't really realize how uh, just much natural energy you have when you're not just throwing in booze. Even if you're just throwing sure. it in every once in a while and not in like a ton of amounts, that even is has an, has a large a much bigger effect than you realize on your next couple of days. Like if mm. you when you cut it out, you really are you're like waking up and you're like, "Gosh, I just feel amazing all the time." Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Pr- it's pretty amazing. Like people should do that more more often, I think. For sure. Yeah. I love it. Well, Janelle, what else you got going on? You got any cool projects coming up? What are you excited about? Yeah, what, where can we where can we support all where your stuff? Where can we support and, you? What do you yeah. got coming up? And what do you want to tell the world? Oh man, I love all this. Um, well, I don't know when this is coming out, but this probably this weekend is too soon. But this no this Friday week. it will be out Friday. Oh, tomorrow. dang! You guys are <laughs> oh, that's you guys tomorrow. Are quick. I got, oh, I got to do some work. <laughs> Well, you have all that energy from not drinking. So, um, yeah, to, yeah tomorrow <laughs> night, tonight I'm in Lynn, Massachusetts. Tomorrow night I'm headlining in um, West Hartford at the Elbow Room. And then Saturday night cool. headlining at Woolen Mill Comedy Club in Vermont. So if any New Englanders are listening, I'd love to see you at those shows um, next yes. weekend. Yeah. And then I'm like producing a few shows here in Boston, which my dad just started doing stand-up and he's so funny. So, I, Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so cool. No so way. I started. If you guys are ever in the area, I'd love to have you. You know, put that's you on amazing. Bobby I want to see and, that. And Riker, if you wanted to come perform or or hang, like it's called Draper and Friends, and they're here in Mass. Um, those shows. So um, I can't believe your dad does stand up. That's amazing. Yeah, he's so annoyingly funny. How dare he? Um, <laughs> so oh, then I guess it'd be cool if people, if you have listeners in Colorado that want to come out next month, um, and then people in LA. I'm producing a show at Flappers um, February uh, 15th, and that is called Left on Red. And my friend Charlotte McKinney is co-hosting it with me, and we have like a stacked lineup. And like, oh, Charlotte, yeah. Uh, I was on Dancing with the Stars with Charlotte. Shut up. Oh, cool. Right? She was she was in the she's in she did like the uh Carl's Jr. commercial. Am I thinking, yeah. am I talking about the same person? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah she's awesome. Yeah. I met her at oh, your really? last uh flapper show. Yeah. She's cool. That's so cool, Riker. I had no, I'll have to tell her that's so funny. Yeah, tell her I say hello. Yeah. Small world. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's amazing. That's epic. 
so that so so you're hosting with her on uh in in um la february 15th Flappers, thursday february 15th and it's like a nice. great lineup so um people come out to that one and then early march i'll be in seattle headlining here after comedy club and then um a few other places so just we'll love to see people Epic. wherever they are yeah, they can that's come awesome. out and see absolutely me. yeah well janelle thank you so much you're you're seriously the best. Um, I'm so glad that we've gotten to meet and do so much stuff together. And I think uh, there's a lot more to come. And uh, yeah, love the hustle, love the grind, love the mentality. And yeah, the mentality. Wow, yeah, man, my hats off to you, Janelle. That's so amazing that that you're that you're uh, that you have such a positive outlook on that, especially like getting ready for your show. And you're just like, I, I, you want to give them, a, a, you know, a part of your spirit. I think, oh. I think that's so amazing. And I, I love that about you. Oh, well, I love you too. This has been a, such a nice way <laughs> to like, spend my Thursday afternoon. So thanks for having me. You guys are of course. amazing. Yeah. Have an incredible weekend of shows. Everybody go, go check her out. Go yes. see the shows and uh, we'll have you back on the pod in the future. Yeah. And, um, Everybody, this has been another installment of Glass Half Full with Riker and Bobby. I'm Bobby, and Riker is going to say the last thing for the podcast. Go ahead, Riker, and then we're going to stop it. Oh, well, you, just put, you put me on the spot. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> just the cue to, to end it. So uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say cheers. Cheers. That's all. See you later, folks. Woo!